Today, we're talking to Rick Mahone. He is a YouTuber and a real estate agent in the Phoenix, Arizona market, and we are so excited. Rick, we are so excited to have you on here today. Welcome to the iBuyer Experience. Hey, Rick. Thank you. It's fun. Like, like I said earlier, I really love your setup there. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. You got you got Phoenix back there behind you. Yeah, it looks like yeah, it's, it's just the view from my window, you know. It's just that's beautiful. It's beautiful <laughs> I <laughs> wish perfect, yeah. perfect green screen. Yeah, yeah. it looks really that's good. The view. Yeah. Well, we're really excited to have you on here today. Uh, you are a YouTuber. Yes. And tell us a little bit about uh, your background, your YouTube channel, when you started, yeah. what are the highlights of, of that journey. Yeah, that's a fun story to tell. I, uh, I always had a YouTube channel, you know, I was really big on putting videos on Facebook and, uh, you know, stupid, funny ones and, yeah. and things just to have fun and, and uh, editing the process and stuff. And then I had about 180 subscribers on YouTube, because I'd only put a video up from time to time. And lo and behold, you know, March 2020, uh, spring trainings canceled, everybody says you got to stay home. And, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve, right? And I thought, well, there went real estate, you know, so I thought, I'm gonna up my YouTube game. So I would upload two, maybe three videos a week, just kind of sharing the numbers that we're seeing, and trying to trying to see if we see any changes. And it was good for me, because it made me do a deep dive into the market, you know, every day to try and find something to not only talk about, but if there's any news I wanted to share. Yeah. And so my subscriber count started going up and I thought, huh, this is, this is interesting. I got up to about 300 and I got my first phone call. Hey, Rick, uh, we're subscribers to your channel. Uh, do you work in uh, surprise? I said, sure. <laughs> got the listing. And, uh, um, and then I decided that I would do a morning live stream every morning at eight 30. Wow. Did that for about a year. Now I've cut it back to about three days a week now. Cause you know, sometimes it just isn't a whole lot to changes between Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I have, uh, 2,370, I think subscribers now. Yeah. Um, wow. All of my business with the exception of one, uh, purchase last year was YouTube. 100%. Wow. That's amazing. This is a game changer. Cool. It was yeah. really cool. I guess so. Oh my goodness. So you really kind of doubled down when the pandemic hit, it sounds like. Yeah, I, th I thought I thought it was an opportunity where people would, you know, everybody had their own feelings on where the market was going to go, including me. I mean, I didn't think that, that there would be as much um, central bank and treasury intervention as there was. Um, you know, if that was all left out, you know, it just would have been a disaster, right? Yeah. And uh you know, we would have had high unemployment. And then, uh, and then around September of that year, you probably would have started seeing the people in the C-suites get laid off. Um, but that didn't happen. Now there's probably unintended consequences because of that, that we could talk on for, yeah. for days, but, um, <laughs> but it, I felt people were really, I started seeing a lot of videos, like we're just updating people on the progress of the next stimulus check. Mm -hmm. And they had all these followers just, you know, and they were millions of views. Everybody wanted to know when the check was coming. Mm. So, so I started tracking inventory 
and I did a seven day moving average, how many listings came on and how many went under contract over the past seven days and started looking for any, any changes. And it's really interesting. The stuff that sticks out when you do that. And of course I have the Crawford report. So I would start talking about that. And, uh, and then people would start asking questions. Tell me what's going on in Gilbert. What's going on in surprise. And, uh, um, so I had a lot of interaction. I started interviewing my lender on Fridays. We did an Arizona real estate market and lending update every Friday. And when I first approached Pat, we were doing Zoom. I'd never gone live on Zoom with YouTube. And you mm -hmm. can see it. We left that video up there. You know, it's like, are we on? I don't know. Oh, I can't I see it. I think no. Oh, oh, yeah, we're on. And <laughs> hello, Pat. And Pat's like, Pat, your mic's not on. I mean, so it's funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, he said, what are we going to talk about? And I said, the same thing we talk about when we go out and have a beer or there's going to be no script. Right. Just, you know, we're just going to shoot the breeze. Authentic. I love it. Yeah. So do you find that, you know, making sure that you have your own unique brand and, you know, unique uh, messaging, you know, I mean, obviously being an authentic guy has really kind of helped you out in that journey and, and capturing more subscribers. I get comments that say, I appreciate that you're not a sensationalist. I mean, I don't, I make it a point to let everybody know that, you know, if you're looking for a channel that tells you to, that there's going to be a crash, I'm not the guy. Um, I like to say, I like to ar arm you with the current information so that not only do you have the right numbers for what's actually going on, but you'll be at a hit at all the cocktail parties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, uh, I get comments that say, I, I appreciate that you just tell it like it is. And yeah. I don't make broad projections. I look at something and go, well, here's what this could mean. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if this trend continues, uh, it's going to be hard to buy a home, you know, or it's, it's, you know, it looks like uh, it's still a good time to sell a home, but let's take a look at some other numbers and here's what we can expect to happen next month. And I had one guy that was hitting me pretty hard every time, you know, just, you don't get it. You've got all these charts. The market's going to crash. You don't understand it. And I said, well, you know, Hey, it might, you know, and uh, I'll be darned if he didn't put a comment on yesterday that said uh, Rick was spot on in predicting what was going to happen in real estate the past six months. Uh -huh. Wow. That probably felt good. I say, that, that's rewarding. <laughs> hey, thanks Jim. <laughs> You just really took what was happening in the market and just turned that into very uh, easy to understand information. It sounds like on your YouTube channel. Yeah, it does. Kayla, it does two things. One, it forces me to, to learn the numbers like I never would try before. So that that's the first important thing. Yep. And so I get up in the morning, have my coffee. The show starts at 830. So at, at about a quarter to seven, I start diving into different websites that I look at market watch realtor.com the Cromford report i look at the actual numbers in the mls and populate my seven day moving average i always start with that it's just an excel sheet um and then i just kind of do what i call cruising the news and i just kind of like phoenix uh business journal and sometimes i get up i have no idea what i'm going to talk about mm -hmm. and which is kind of difficult because you still got to make your thumbnail you know yep. for youtube you still got to populate the timeline. So you're, you're under pressure when you do a live stream. Yep. And uh, so, you know, it's like, okay, I got to get another cup of coffee. And, and uh, so 
by the time I'm, and I roll everything over to the next screen. So I've got two monitors. So I roll everything I'm going to talk about over there. And then I have a um, Elgato stream deck. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. And I cool. use open base software, which you've probably heard of. And so you just program these buttons to go intro mm -hmm. um, and then uh, screen with, with live chat and split screen. I just put it in front of me and that's how I move from scene to scene. Very cool. And I had to learn that because uh, I'd never done OBS. And my, my kids are proud of me because I'm 67. So, you know, I says, I'm going to, I'm going to learn this stuff. So <laughs> good stuff. Hey, you, pro awesome. you probably know more than them now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my, my middle son described me as level 16 year old Twitch. <laughs> oh, nice. That's Another compliment. That's very yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have we to know what that it. means to know it's a compliment, but yeah, uh, that's yeah. true. For sure. Very true. So you learned all of this because I hear, you know, I hear a lot of, of realtors that want to get into YouTubing and I think they're tripped up by the learning curve. So yeah, talk to us a little bit about that. Yep. Yeah. It's an excuse. Uh, you know, people say I'm 55. I can't, well, really? You know, I mean, right. You can, you watch can learn YouTube. anything on YouTube and if you're a slow learner, then just pause it. So I, <laughs> YouTube is my university. I went and oh. looked up how to use OBS software. And I literally would have the software open, the YouTube video on this monitor and OBS on this one. And just remember, we're, we're not selling houses. It's COVID's raging and we're all staying home. And I'm just like one mouse click at a time. Okay. That's how I do that. And I got the basics down and then learned how to integrate that with, um, with YouTube, but before that as well, I used StreamYard, mm -hmm. which is really easy. So if people don't want that whole learning curve with OBS, I just recommend using Zoom or StreamYard. Mm -hmm. And um, StreamYard, you can put in your own graphics. Um, you know, you can interview two people and have your names down below and all kinds. Of, and that one's really easy to learn. And it's really easy to connect with YouTube. Yep. It's just one button. So I, I think people mentally look at something and they limit themselves. I, I could never learn that. Well, try it. You know, just, just go yeah, to YouTube yeah. and go, how do I use StreamYard? Trust me, you'll have video after video yep. on how yep. to use StreamYard. Stuff. What kind of camera do I need? We'll put that in YouTube. What's the best camera for live streams? <laughs> yeah, short lens. What's the um, best light? <laughs> question for you on that, uh, Rick, you know, just based on, you know, kind of hearing you talk about this. So have you always been in real estate or did you, did you have a life before real estate uh, career? I, I believe it or not, I used to be the director of sales for oral wheat bread um, ah. in Arizona. Okay. And I had several States. I had uh, $30 million in revenue that I managed. Wow. And I liked, I hated PowerPoint. Mm. I always had to make a PowerPoint presentation to mm. present to the president of the company or just my staff. And I just thought it was the most mundane, boring thing. And so I learned, um, I always liked uh, videos and cameras and stuff. And so um, I always started opening up or meetings with a, with a quick video uh, that was either funny or informative or like we'd have award ceremonies for you know best salesman of the year mm. and we would make a personal video about him interview his customers nobody knew who it was until we got to the end of the video oh. and the, the goal was you know make his wife cry and uh, oh. so um, so I, I always liked that 
but I had to learn how to do editing um, yeah. again, one step at a time. But with live stream, there's no editing. It's just button pushing. Yeah, that's cool. It kind of speeds up that editing process, makes life a little bit easier for you. Yeah, it's, I mean, if you're thinking about doing it, if you're a real estate agent, um, look, if you make a bad video, nobody's going to watch it. So don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And you go, I don't like the way I sound on YouTube. Well, newsflash, that's the way you sound. <laughs> All the time, right? Yeah. 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 And, uh, so what did you think around like, like Zillow, for example, obviously when they made their huge announcement, I don't want to turn the clock back to that, but I'm just curious, like as you do your content and watching trends, et cetera, I mean, clearly those are some, some big shakeups and those types of things. Do you ever dive into those? those oh, types I'm, of things I'm when they so glad you asked that buying? question. Yeah. So glad. Yes. Um, first thing I did is I just sat back and watched YouTube, YouTube mm -hmm. lit up. Right. Yep. And, and they were, nobody was was reading the details. So, and that's another thing I try to do. I say, when you see a headline foreclosures up 67%, well, 67% of 140 foreclosures is right. not a big number. Not right? a big number. So you read the headline and you go look at the details. So I'm watching all these, I call them crashers, you know, here it comes. Zillow sees numbers. We don't see the real estate business is crashing. They got out before the end is near. Uh, no. So I read their quarterly report. And you could see why they got out. They made huge mistakes. So I made probably three videos over the course of three weeks. It says, here's what we know. And here's what we found out. First of all, they were overpaying for homes and then adding a 7% cushion on it. Because they wanted the seller to have a positive selling experience that would increase their reputation. <laughs> and their analysts were saying, hey, you know, knocking on the office, you know, Hey, Bob. Um, yeah. Hey, we paid 420 for houses worth 400 and uh, your guys popped another uh, 30,000 on top of that. Uh, and they had to give it up. Yep. They let the computer take it over. But I really pushed back on the argument that says Zillow sees numbers. We don't. I kept saying, oh, no, yeah. they don't. In fact, they're forecasting 2022 for real estate to go up 13.2%. Well, if that's the case, then why'd they get out? So good stuff. You couldn't do it. Yeah. They let the computer do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we always talk about that, right? They were a technology company turned home buyer versus a home buying company uh, using technology to achieve scale. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, there's some guys that just uh, built their YouTube channel up to hundreds of thousands of views on on Zillow getting out markets crashing and they, they get out like that. I mean, if I right, put people. up negative content, I would probably quadruple my views. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. So you found that the negative clickbaity content outperforms. Yes. Yes. Hmm. So that's by, a... by far. So and that... I mean, I, I can give you an example outside of real estate kind of sorta. Um, mm. I was talking to a guy, his friend is an inspector and his inspector would make, videos for YouTube on what he looked at and he hardly got any views. If he made videos on stuff he found that was broken, that was odd, his views went the, the negative stuff, you know, um, I opened this up and found a rat's nest. Um, <laughs> so, but I think the negative YouTubers are not getting any business. They're getting views, mm. but they're mm. not getting any business. 
So perhaps they're not building the trust that, for instance, you are with your viewers. Yeah, I try to be really careful that my headline matches what I'm talking about. Because if somebody looks at a headline and they go in and go, well, I didn't think that's what he was talking totally. about. Um, so they're less I do to pay attention to your content. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, that takes a couple cups of coffee in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's break it down. So I want to start a YouTube channel. And okay. let's say, you know, I, I figure out the equipment, I get the equipment figured out. Uh, what would be my first step? Well, so you got the equipment, you know how you're going to film and all that stuff. So um, I wouldn't go live right away. I would just upload, which is, you know, really easy. Um, I would suggest go to some YouTube tutorials and learn how to make what's called a standard template. So that when you upload a video, it includes all of your information. So it'll say, like mine, I'll have all of my information down in the body and the content of the uh, YouTube channel of the video. And I'll have a bunch of links for neighborhoods that I set up. And uh, it'll have a calendar link that says, you know, book a zoom call with me if you have any questions. And that's a standard template. Once you build that, it, it automatically defaults to that whenever you upload a video, because you don't want to type that in every time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So look at YouTube on how to start and set up a channel. And then the important thing is make sure your title. So let's say we say uh, Arizona, simply Arizona real estate. You want to put that in the title and then you want that term to also be in the body. Today, we're going to look at what's going on in the Arizona real estate market so that some of the title keywords are actually in the body. Then on the very bottom, when you're uploading a video, there's a little tiny line that says tags and they allow you 500 characters for tags. Mm -hmm. those are important to get discovered. So if you're not quite sure what tags to get in, let's say you want to be, you know, YouTuber in Gilbert, Arizona, go find a successful YouTuber from Gilbert, Arizona, copy all their tags and put it into yours <laughs> and then take their name out, put your name in. And uh, so um, watch as many other real estate agents as you can on YouTube to see what they're doing that, you know, it looks appealing. And then, um, upload your first video and see what's, you know, see what happens. And, you know, you can analyze it to death. When you get into YouTube analytics, it's oh, a yeah. rabbit hole. It's, you know, I mean, just, I just, I look and go, how many views do I have? How many likes do I get? Sure. And you should drop off and when's the drop off all of those things. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause that I was making some where people come in and watch it and they, they weren't, <laughs> they weren't hanging. And uh, I learned that if you wanted to push the like button, you've got to say it a different way. Hmm. You can't say, don't, you know, forget to subscribe and like, cause they're, oh. so I had one, I had a flashlight in my hand and I said, um, you know, when you push the like button, the lights flicker in my office and they, and I go, Oh, thanks. You know, <laughs> I was clicking the flashlight. <laughs> I love it. That's a good one. I'm going to steal that. That's good. The, the other thing too, is when you're on a topic, People know when you're trailing off and you're about to end what you're talking about. So say we're talking about Zillow and right at the end, I start to say, so let me recap. Well, you're out, right? So you don't ever want to give the impression with your tone or the topic that you're done. Hmm. And so, so I'll be going along and you'll see me just go, okay, take on the day and have a great week. Boom. And I hit my ending. And, uh, cause that way I don't get that that drop off at the yeah. end. So 
I like it. Those are those are some really good tips, actually. Yeah, great tips. Yeah, great, great tips. tips. So, Rick, what what is what is twenty twenty two have yeah. in store for you for you and your YouTube channel? <clears throat> well, it's going to be interesting. I uh, um, I want to I'm going to continue to provide the data. Uh, I want to do more interviews with more people in the industry. Mm. Um, I want to. I'm talking to a guy Thursday night in California. Um, I don't, you know, if you've seen Jeb Smith. He's uh, Huntington Beach. Jeb Smith. It does sound very familiar to me. Ter- terrific guy. I've interviewed him once before. I'm interviewing uh, Sam DeGreen tomorrow morning with DeGreen Wealth Management. Uh, he's in his 30s. And uh, they we kind of take a look at the world at 30,000 feet and look at the general economy. And he's just funny as all get out. And great, he does, him and his dad have a radio show on Saturday. So I just reached wow. out to him. Um, I plan on during the summer to do, to continue to do the updates for Arizona, but I'm going to be traveling. I've got a travel trailer. I've got Wi-Fi hooked up in it and I'm going to take a trip. I'm from Washington state. I'm going to be zipping up there and uh, I'll continue to update people, work on a referral basis with the, with just some referral agents that, you know, that I know will do a good job for me. And uh, so I think, Right now, there's just a lot of people sitting on their hands waiting for some inventory to show up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's probably not going to come to Harbor. <laughs> well, we're what? 5,500 this morning? Yeah. So low. Still so critical. So low. low. Yeah, that was one of my last questions for you is, you know, you being, um, you know, obviously a bit of a data guy and, and trends watcher, what do you see? Well, you know, I... I Inventory always goes up in January. It does every year. Mm-hmm. So really the only question is how much, you know, further is it going to go? Um, and you can literally look and see that last January and this January almost followed unit by unit, except we were down oh. a few. You get a couple anomalies in there and you point it out and go, oh, what does this mean? And then you find out it just adjusts itself and gets back to normal. Um, I don't see, based on what I'm looking at, um, a substantial enough inventory push in the first quarter to make one iota difference in pricing. Um, now interest rates did creep up on a national right. average of 3.6 today. So that's got a few people wigging out. Um, that could have sales back off a little bit and have inventory creep up, but that'll again, reach a point to where sales will increase. Oh, look, now there's finally a house I can get. Yeah. And uh, so I think between here and March, we're going to see two to 3% appreciation per month again. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, March is the month where, you know, Chairman Powell says he's, he's going to really Raise the start rate. clamping yeah, down. Yeah. So what does that mean? We'll see. It's funny you said that people are wigging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah 3.6. 3.6. I, that's what I was like, about to say. I'm just, like, really? Mike, we're so spoiled. <laughs> we're upset that it's at 3.6. <laughs> Not yeah, my first one was eleven and three quarters. Yep. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> my first one was like six point eight. <laughs> so I've had a couple. Of, yeah, I've had a couple of sixes. But yeah, people also... people get used to this level, you know, yeah. Yeah. especially you know the the first time home buyers. And I have noticed that there's a lot of blame game out there that uh, hmm. you know this age group's blaming all the problems on that age group, and it's all greed and it's all California's fault. Well. Look, Toronto's got 6.9 million people live there. They only have 2,900 listings. Is California contributing to their 
inventory problem. So it's, it's national. It's, you know, small town in Nebraska is having an inventory problem. Yep, yep. And so, but we like to say it's California's fault. Well, guess what? California's not having a problem selling houses either. Nope. I don't know how people can afford it. But us either. We've seen that. I yep. think that's that's the wild card is affordability. Yes, know, that is the wild card. Yeah, for sure. Three point six is is still very low. Even yep. if rates go to four, four and a half, still super low. Yep. But that we're, does reduce the, the affordability. Exactly, yeah. right. With our purchase prices. And I mean, where where do you see prices going? Well, the market will, I think, will eventually um, level itself out at one point. Um, you know, I mean, as you reach a peak of affordability, you either need to have a huge increase in wages, which I don't foresee, um, or you just have people saying, I, I'm out, which... It's not that easy to do in Phoenix because if you're out, you're still renting and that's still going up. Yeah. So, you know, eventually the market will find the means. I just don't know how long that's, that's going to take. And it, it could be that the rate increases um, could make renting, um, you know, cheaper than buying. Um, if, if it goes that way, like it did in the, you know, early eighties um, it depends on how sticky the inflation is. If, uh, I mean, I worked in a grocery store in the eighties when, you know, you, you couldn't get a raise, um, you know, Nixon put on uh, wage controls and you were changing the prices of canned goods every day. Wow. And uh, so I don't think we're going to see that kind of sticky inflation There's different reasons, but you know, everybody says, Oh, the fed's not going to clamp down and, and ruin, um, you know, real estate. Well, they could. You know, I mean, if inflation is getting so bad that it's about to cause major problems in every other segment, uh, they'll sacrifice real estate. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. so, that's that's not their job is to prop up real estate. It's just that starting with Bernanke, when they, you know, got this QE going and then QE1, QE2, QE3, you had all this money chasing assets and you only had two choices, you know, real estate or stocks. And right. so we're in that zone that's hard to get out of right now mm -hmm. and so i i think the debt bomb is lit i just don't know how long the fuse is yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure well, Could go the, on for another five years i uh, like that to yep. the i like that too to, to your point though i think that i mean what do you think about this i mean because i know i've read so many things and i forget what the exact stat is that um you know essentially almost 30% of money that exchanges in America has something to do with real estate, you know, in some, uh, some way, shape or form, whether that be, you know, servicing bank, you know, the banking pieces of it, the, all the people that work in the industry, you know, from inspection to appraisers, et cetera. You know, when you look at something that carries that type of magnitude to the American economy, there is a lot of decisions that have to be made around it. So I don't, like I said, I don't know if you've ever uh, well, that makes sense. Around. And I, I'd say let's watch China now then, because China's got 25% uh, of their GDPs um, in development and real estate. Mm -hmm. And you've got two major builders, Evergrande being one of them, that couldn't make their bond payment in November. Yep. Oof, yeah. And they're, they're approaching insolvency. And they got another one right behind them that says, yeah, we're having uh, cash problems too. Um, and then the third one's back there going, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm right behind you. And so um, if that sector collapses in China, um, what's that going to look like? And is that going to be contagious? 
Mm. Yeah, they're going to come back to us, Colin. In the credit markets, because uh, Evergrande owed us a payment of $441 million on U.S. dollar-denominated bonds, and they, they couldn't make the payment. Mm. So I think if we want to know what it's going to be like if real estate starts turning um, in an economy that's dominated by real estate, China is going to be the one. And I keep in mind that China builds cities that people don't even move into. Yeah, right. Empty cities. Ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Freeways nobody drives on. So, but it's going to be an interesting one to watch. Everybody thought that China was just going to come in and take the company over and they don't want it. Yeah. So it's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. They don't care either. Yeah. They don't care, but it's going to be, I, you know, it concerns me um, oh. that because that could really make things messy in the global credit markets. Hmm. You know, credit would be harder to obtain. Um, so, but you know, that's for greater minds than me. I do point out on my show all the time, look, none of the top economists got 2021, right? Realtor.com, Zillow, core logic. And I'm not about to try it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's so, that's so true. So yeah, nobody said, nobody saw the, the, the crazy spike, you know, post pandemic, uh, coming the way it hit. No, they thought it was going the other way. Yep. Yeah, CoreLogic predicted minus 3.1. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Way <laughs> off. <laughs> Way off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a huge hit. And even the Crawford report will only go out like three, four months. Yeah. Um, you know, because you just never know what can swoop up. And you, it, inventory tells the entire story. If we see inventory just start to spike yep. and yep. it looks like yep. it's consistently spiking, there you go. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. if sales don't, sales are not, off the charts i mean they're they're uh, the numbers are showing that sales are huge in maricopa and casa grande because that's where all these new jobs are but we've just got our sales are about normal but we just don't have anything to buy i mean you know when you go out and you're showing a house you're running into the same couples house after house yep. mm -hmm. you're all looking at the same things like hello hi again you know, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah that low inventory yeah, it's it's Saturday. Let's go look at the five listings. Yep. <laughs> Us and 50 other people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It gets kind of comical. That's happened. No matter what part of town I go to, that happens when you're showing a house. Oh, hi again. Are you following me or am I following you? <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> but it's it's um, I mean, it'll keep us busy tracking the numbers for a long, long, long time. And I think that uh YouTube audience has an appetite for knowledge. And I think if if I was a new realtor and I wanted to start my own YouTube channel, read a headline and then dive into that headline. So remember when Wells Fargo um, got slapped around again, um, they got in trouble. That headline came out in the afternoon and I made a video and posted it within 20 minutes. It was one of my best ones because there was this. Yeah. And then the next day it was nothing but realtors and Wells Fargo again saying, it, you know, it's going to crash. Look, Wells Fargo stopped, pulled back on second mortgages, but read headlines in any publication, whether it's from a title company or if it's from, um, you know, realtor.com or Zillow, and then dive into the bottom of it, see what they're really saying and be a bit of a contrarian. There you go. Be a little bit contrarian. So you'll like get it. some, get some views, you know, and, but I think you'll get, you'll build yourself uh, a reputation. Now, a lot of YouTubers have really good success of just doing neighborhood tours. 
Sure. Absolutely. That takes a real yeah. commitment, takes the right camera oh, yeah. on scene. Yeah. But what's going to get the, the calls, right? The calls, the, the leads. That's right? what I try to yeah. concentrate on. What's going to get me the phone call. Yeah. Uh, a funny story. Uh, two months ago, uh, I'm up in North Phoenix up by cave Creek in the one-on-one and pushing a cart in Costco guy, guy wearing a mask. Hi, Rick. Or he goes, Rick. <laughs> and I go, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't recognize you got a mask on. He goes, Oh, you wouldn't. I'm one of your YouTube subscribers. <laughs> that's oh, good I stuff. Like, I'm sure that felt good. Yeah. That's like, I don't feel really yeah. cool. I said, that's the first cool. time that's famous. ever happened. YouTube famous. Yeah. Famous. <laughs> well, when, when they want to meet you at a house, you know, they, and uh, you pull up, they know what I look like. I have no idea what they know who they are, yep. you know, except you just see them standing by the front door. Like, <laughs> yeah, that must be them. They like, they like that. Oh yeah, here I am. Fun. Well, this yeah. has been great, Rick. Yeah. We really appreciate you coming on and sharing with us uh, how to grow a YouTube channel and also all of your insights as to what's going on in the market. So we appreciate you. Yeah, that was I appreciate awesome. you guys having yeah, wealth and knowledge. It's Love a it. fun hobby too. So yeah, I bet. Yeah. Well, six, like 67, and you are just crushing it on YouTube. You're such an inspiration. We thank you so much and we'll have to have you back again soon. Yeah, man. Thank you yeah, so much. Great. Nice chatting with you all.